Welcome to Arise Life, a community of believers being equipped, empowered, and released into their destiny. For more information, go to arisealife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Nothing is impossible. Huh. I'm not going to ask you who believes that, because I would submit that most of us believe it, but maybe we don't. Anybody tracking with me? Right? Like, we believe, but help my unbelief, right? See, I don't want to destroy those. That would be good. There we go. I believe, help my unbelief, right? Um, It's really important to be honest with our unbelief. Does that make sense? Like, we can't, God can't confront the lies we believe if we don't admit we have them. Does that make sense? I don't, now, there's another ditch. Anybody wallowed in unbelief? Two of us, right? There's this thing where we wallow, where it becomes a reality. And I would submit the biggest cause of our unbelief and go, following with this theme about exhaustion, the, one of the biggest things that exhausts us in this life is disappointment. Anybody know what I mean? Um, if we could pull up Proverbs thirteen twelve, Just this has been burning in me. Uh, if you guys were here for um, the... Uh, the burn encounter night, oh my gosh, God was going after something. And part of what you're feeling in here is the overflow from that. But this verse has been burning on me. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but longing fulfilled is a tree of life. Let, Let me break out the first part. What does it mean? What does hope deferred mean, do you think? Not here yet? What? Lost hope? Almost here? What was that? Taking too long. So I love this. It's not even hope failed. Anybody here? It just didn't come right when you expected it. Right? Who, who here, you're waiting on a friend? Maybe it's me because I tend to be about five minutes late. And at the 10 minute mark... You have either consigned them to hell or the hospital. And it better be the hospital, right? No, like you begin to like, oh, horrible. Okay, three of us. Okay, maybe it's not 10 minutes for you. We had, we, funny, we had some friends in, uh, some of our kids in Russia, they had a friend who, uh, he showed up four hours late. Like they were meeting somewhere, this is before cell phones. He showed up four hours late. I said, were you mad? And they're like, no pray for me. Right? Like hope deferred, just not, it might be what I want, but not when I want it. Wow. Just that much, that much disappointment can cause my heart to get sick. What do you think that sickness of heart looks like? Yeah. Sad. Yeah. What's that killed? What's that? Anger. Anger. Come on. What else? Anxiety. Anxiety? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Begging God. Begging God. Depression. Oh, come on. Judging everything. 
Judgment. Uh huh. What else? Rejection. Rejection. What do you mean by that? Ooh, yes, yes. That's good. God against me. Blaming. Blaming. Mm-hmm. Who sinned? This man is his parents. Uh-huh. Lost. Lost. Come on. What else? Unseen, feeling unseen. Lonely. The enemy gets at work? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, the enemy. Which, I don't know about you, but if the enemy is stopping God, I feel like the enemy is more powerful than God. Just, I'm talking practical theology. Can we just be real? And that's a pretty scary place to live. L- let me stop here for a second. You know, it's funny. Um, I was watching, you know, uh, just scrolling, and you, I saw this video, and this woman was fully convinced that her husband had forgotten her anniversary. But what he had secretly done is he had paid for someone to record an original song with all the details of their life. And I watched her face go from... What do you think she was thinking prior to that moment? Forgot. You forgot? What else? What do you think she was thinking about him? He doesn't love me. I don't count. He's a schmuck. Technical term. He rejected me. I don't matter. All these years. Anybody here, like... Ten years of a great relationship, one moment. It was nothing. Nothing good ever happened. (laughs) Two of us? Right? And watch this radical transformation in her face from, what, 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 huh? Who? Huh? Wait, what? As it challenged this internal narrative she had, you haven't been thinking about me. He'd obviously been thinking for months. You don't remember any detail of her life. He remembered all the details. One of the things I'm realizing for myself is if I won't let God confront my disappointments, I can't get a new narrative. But don't we feel safe in our narratives, the stories we tell ourselves? They're all against me. Everybody hates me. I'm rejected. I mean, I know Masha and I have had stories. I can't even remember. I guess we're healed in this. But there have been moments where we, our wires crossed. And she was waiting somewhere there for hours or I was waiting for hours. And in that moment, all the feelings feel so real, don't they? But they're not reality. And in this place of disappointment, though, it is so deadly dangerous. What? So... Let me back up a second. There's something that has to happen for me to get disappointed. What has to be in place before, like before bad things go bad, what has to be in place for me to get disappointed? At, oh, you're with me. You are with me. Expectation. Right? 
And we said that in, in the, there. Desire realized, right, is a tree of life, right? As long as it's in the right way at the right time, exactly how I wanted it with the right people. Anybody here, got, it came, the answer came, but not how you expected, so you couldn't receive it? Whew. Expectation. So Masha and I have been wrestling with this all week, because Masha is your, she is, she is your advocate. <laughs> She's your advocate. She's like, Dah! right? What, because the problem with expectations is expectations are almost never vague, are they? As soon as I start to have an expectation, what do I build all the way around it? Details. Who are my detail people? It's only a question of how much detail. Some of you have got like dossiers. Like you have binders. Like you're like the word of the Lord. And God's like, I said hello. And you went, whoa. Right? Expectation. But Masha's like, how do I plan for anything if I can't have expectations? It's a good question expectation. So let's, if you can grab your Bibles, I want you to open up to Isaiah chapter 40. And it was so great because we've been hovering over this passage, not this passage, but this entire topic all week. And, but I was like, Lord, what are you saying? What are you doing? And then in burn encounter, uh, Marina just had us hover over this passage and God began to speak. So Isaiah chapter 40, verse something. 31. There you go. Actually, we're starting in verse 27, but good guess. There's somebody who's listening. All right. Isaiah chapter 40, verse 27. Why do you complain, Jacob? Anybody already encouraged? Isn't that great? Isn't that just so good? Why do you complain? I feel seen. I feel known. God... Just because you're whining and complaining doesn't mean God's not speaking. Have you ever had a friend or a child who was whining and complaining and couldn't hear your voice? Now stop for a second. I got some good news. Bah! Right? No. Why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. Okay, stop for a second. Why don't you love me? You don't hear me. Why is Jacob, why do you think, why do you think they're crying out to God in general for why do you think they do not feel seen or heard? Their expectation wasn't met. Their expectation wasn't met. When, how, and who, right? They were like, and they're like, nothing. So what does God first confront with them? He said, the Lord is an everlasting God. He hasn't disappeared. He hasn't gone off on vacation. He's not asleep. He is from everlasting to everlasting. He does not change. You're not so special that you can change the fundamental nature of a faithful God. You're not that special. Oh, wow. I think he gave up on me. He gives up on nobody. Love never fails. Okay? So listen, at some point, 
Our emotions and our disappointments and our failed expectations have to be laid at the foot of the cross and allow God to speak another word. Now, if you're waiting for God to overpower those, those demands, those expectations that are failed, the disappointments and the emotions, you're out of luck. Okay, I'm sorry. That's really rough, but hold with me. If you are clutching your negative emotions and your failed expectations to your chest and you're worshiping them, you will not be able to hear God confront them with the truth. I'm being blunt only because I've done a lot of field research myself. (laughs) Jesus, what do you say about this? God's like, I can't say anything about that because I can't get past that. I love what Graham Cook says. If all you're thinking has brought you to a place you do not like, have a totally different thought. Where am I going to get another thought? I'm going to lay down the thought I have that has brought me to this place I do not like and say, God, what do you say? I feel like but I lay that down. I'm not going to demand you prove yourself to me. I'm not going to prove that you're faithful. (laughs) How did that work out for Job? Job's like, where were you when I strung Orion's belt? (laughs) God don't play. If you want the God of the universe, he doesn't come out as a trick pony. He's not a genie that you get out of a bottle. He is the God of the universe. Yes, he is love. Yes, he is faithful and true. But he is God. And he is not somebody that you just rope in. He said, do you not know the Lord is an everlasting God? The creator of the ends of the earth. There's nothing here that God hasn't been there for creating. He is all powerful. He will not grow tired or weary. And his understanding, no one, a.k.a. you, can't fathom. He, therefore, what does that look like? What does that creator God do? He gives strength to the weary. Why are we weary? Because our heart has grown sick. Hope has been deferred. And he increases the power of the weak. Anybody hear God said something you're like, I don't care. Yeah. God does not tell us to do what we can do, but he tells us to do what he's empowering us to do. Not what we can do in our own strength. If God says do it, it's because his power is being poured out to do what only he can do. By the way, you know what the basic problem with expectations are? It's not that they're too good, it's that they're not good enough. Because God's will, God's plans are so much better than you or I can ask, think, or imagine. But we're always willing to dumb it down to my size. What I can attain, what I can achieve. And therefore, we're trying to put God in a box and he does not play with boxes. He breaks them. Guys, it's not... Our God, listen, if he came through in all of our expectations, he'd be this big. God is the God of heaven and earth. And he wants something so much more than the petty little thing we're begging for him. Anybody been in a place where you have one bill? One bill that's going to make or break you. And that's all you care about. You're like, Jesus, I'll never ask for another thing again if you just pay this bill. 
God's like, well, then I'm not going to pay that bill because I want to talk with you. I want relationship with you. I'm not trading my relationship for a, a bowl of soup for this piece of bread. I will not meet that one need if you're going to trade me for it. He increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. You're like, I, I love what Tom, Mark Twain said, uh, youth is wasted on the young. I could use some of that right now. And young men stumble and fall. In other words, if I trust in my own strength, I'm already messed up. I'm not good. It's not going to work. But, but, do you know my favorite word in the entire Bible after Jesus and God and all that? But. How many times he turns the entire story on its head. He said, yes, that's true. That your, faith, your power is not enough. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. Okay. Hope deferred makes the heart grow sick. What kind of hopes are we talking about? Hopes in things, in people. Hopes in things. How can I not have my hope fail? There's only one safe, secure place for my hope. My hope is in the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. My hope is in the Lord. But I'm so grateful. David, David uses this phrase over and over again, hope in the Psalms. Look through the Psalms. Read the Psalms. Look at this word hope as David uses. It's so encouraging. But one of the things I love about David, he goes, but you know that we're just grass. We're just weak people. You know it. And see, hope is not... Do you know what it's not? It's not emotion. Anybody found your emotions fail? Hope is not. It's in fact, I love this. Do you guys remember over in, 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 uh, in uh, Hebrews? Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Hope is, I've said this before, it is I have a taste of God's goodness that is a promise of the fullness that's coming. Hope is me choosing to believe that the little bit he's shown me is enough for what's coming on his terms. I'll give you an example. Anybody struggled with finances? Anybody struggled to get God to care? I, I've had many conversations particularly over the last year where I said, Lord, blah, 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 blah. And God goes, great, 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 great. Um, did you eat today? Yeah. Okay, see, that's your seed of hope. Yeah, but tomorrow. Okay. Peter, did I pay this bill for you in the past? Yeah, but this one. The hope is a seed where I can then choose to trust or not trust. Amen. Now, here's the problem with trust. Trust is never a 100% earned. Amen. 
Now, it's dumb to trust with no evidence at all, right? Like if somebody says, can I see your wallet? Right? You're like, I'm, I'm sorry, you are who? Right? That, that's just dumb, right? But all trust requires a measure whereby I leverage the evidence of hope, the evidence of a little bit, and then I apply faith, trust, to be able to grow the relationship. Okay, anybody had a relationship with someone? And then there was evidence to you, given to you, that they had, that they had turned on you or they betrayed you. Anybody? In the moment the evidence comes, you are faced with a choice, aren't you? What's your choice? Kill them or save them. <laughs> Stay on the right side of Carol. Um, <laughs> right? No, in the moment of betrayal, I have to, or the evidence of betrayal, I have to make a couple key choices. One is, save myself or stay, right? Should I stay or should I go in the words of the prophet? Right? In the, should I stay or should I go? Do I bail on this relationship? Is this evidence of what's really going on? Or is this even true evidence? Am I going to stick around to find out? Right? Do you know the act of trust is me saying, I've had a little bit of evidence that this may not be what actually happened, or a little bit of evidence from the past that this is, even if they did this, it's not who they are, right? A little bit of evidence that I choose to stay and trust. You guys ever seen those moments in the movie where where the, the guy extends his hand to the woman. He said, come on, trust me. And you, what is the look on her face? I want to trust you. No, it's never that, is it? What's the look on her face? Terror. 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 Trust is not a feeling, it's a choice. Trust is not a feeling. Faith is not a feeling, it's a choice. I have, an, I have a little bit of evidence. I have a little bit of hope. And I'm leveraging that to stay in the relationship and not self-protect, not build my own salvation, not try to cover for myself. Hope. My hope. What is our hope in according to this verse? The Lord. Now, here's, the, here's what I realized as, we, as, as Marina wouldn't let us go as we hovered over this verse. Do you know what my hope is? My hope is in the Lord who pays my bills. Sorry. My hope is in the Lord who heals me. My hope is in, or, okay, actually, that's me being spiritual. My hope is that he'll do this. Yeah, the hope is in the Lord who does what I want, in the words of Masha, right? <laughs> my hope is in a specific outcome. My hope is in my healing. My hope is in this. And when it doesn't happen, the way I expect, how, when, who, which it never does, by the way, just, just, so you're, just to be certain. Anytime I hope in anything other than God, I will be disappointed. Even if it's better than I expected. Anybody here got better than you expected, but you were, it took you a minute to kind of like, oh, oh, that wasn't what I, oh, I don't know. I don't know what, you know? No, no, if my hope has got to be in God, my hope has got to be in God. 
we watch this particularly in the life of Abraham, right? Abraham, God says, go out. And he went out not knowing where he's going. To a land I will show you sometime in the future. He didn't even say it was a great land. What did he do? He trusted in the God, the nature of the God who was taking them there, to, that it would be better than where he was. If you and I will only follow God, if we have a complete uh, uh, itemized itinerary, we will never go. Because that's not how he works. See, God always shows us the great future. Very fuzzy, kind of like a Monet. Anybody seen that future? You know what I'm talking about? Like, right? It's just beautiful from a distance, isn't it? And then he shows us the first step. Who here has filled in all the gaps in between? How well does that work? Wow. Okay, God, just this will help you. Just, just you can work with that. I'm here for you. Because it's always a straight line. Anybody found it's never a straight line? Ever? Like, like David's like, you will become king. And, and it's only like 15 miles from here to the capital city. I'll just go to the... Okay, we're not going there today. 17 years later. Joseph, you or whole family will bow down to you. Oh, I like that. Guys, let me help you. I'll sort this out for you. Oh, we're going to Egypt. Right? <laughs> like, what is it? It's like, it's like, in fact, if you draw the dotted line, you've only guaranteed how it's not going to happen. That's right. And God appreciates your help. Anything else you'd like to add to the list? Because I'm too creative. That stuff bores me. If you can figure it out, it's better than we can ask, think, or imagine. But what does Abraham says? It says this amazing thing in Romans. He said, even though he knew his body was dead, what was the issue? God said, you would be father of nations. What was the problem with Abraham being father of nations? He was old. He didn't have any kids. His wife was postmenopausal. Yeah, again, have you ever reasoned with God? Apparently, God, you don't understand how this works. <laughs> oh, please tell me. And what does it said? It says this amazing verse, chapter 4 of Romans. It says, verse 18, against all hope. What hope? I would submit it's human hope. Against anything that he could hope, Abraham in hope believed and so became the father of nations. Even though, it said, without weakening in his faith since he was 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead, gosh, he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith. Who do you think strengthened his faith? God. See, our faith isn't even our faith. You and I can't hold on to God any more than a toddler holds on to his dad's hand. I hold it on to you. Yeah. You know, you ever have, like pull the kid, like you're just holding their wrist. You're like, ah! right? Our faith isn't even our faith. It's his faith. Paul tells us over and over again. It's not even, even our ability to trust him and believe it. It's just this faintest little, I believe, help my unbelief. And God's like, that's good enough. Let's cash that check. Amen. That's right. 
And it said, this, he was strengthened his faith, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. I have a question for you. Does God have the power to do what he promised? Now, some of you have already found my caveat. Some are like, I need small print. Yeah, but I'm not convinced I can hear him well enough. Okay, let me change it up. Do you believe God is powerful enough to speak to you in a way that you can hear? And get through my dumb skull? Yes, yes, yes. Sometimes we have more faith in our inability than we have in the ability of God and the love of God towards us. And he said, therefore, he said, and the words, it was credited to him as righteousness. It said, this is why it was credited to him as righteousness. Right relationship. He, guys, have you ever watched Abraham's life? He does not look particularly righteous. Can we be real? Isn't this good news? Just because he trusted God, God's like, I'll bring it home. I'll do the work. I'll make it happen. Hope in the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. If you flip over to Romans 8, he continues and he says, Therefore, I consider that our present sufferings are not worthy to comparing with the glory to be revealed in us. Okay, so what's your level of suffering where you stop hoping in God? Level two? Level two? two? (laughs) Do I hear a three? Right? You know, no, you know what I'm talking about, Right? Come on. I mean, let's just be real. We haven't seen level four through 10 in America. Can we, I'm just being blunt. You guys know what I'm talking about. It takes level two, level one, right? Anybody here is like 0.07, right? Like I'm like, "Ah, I waited on the Lord for three minutes. And he didn't do what I asked him to do. And it, there's two parts of that. One, I didn't wait very long, did I? And the second one is I demanded him do what I want to do. Both of those are off ramps. I do not consider our present sufferings to be worthy of being compared with what? The glory that's being revealed. What's the glory? It's the image of God that God is removing the manure of this life to reveal his image in us. Paul put it another way. He said the whole essence of the gospel is Christ in you, the what? Hope of glory. The hope of glory. Listen, this is the pearl of great price. His life in us, end of story. He said, if we will seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, what will happen? All these things will be added unto you. Anybody here sought these things and discovered none of them get added to you? They just get taken from you? Seek first his kingdom and trust in him for the rest. Seek first, Lord God, what are you doing? What are you doing? Hope the, that the glory would be revealed as hope. Christ in you, the hope of glory. The whole point of hope and faith and trust 
is that my life is hidden with Christ in God. My life is in him. In him, I live and move and have my being. It's from him I live. It's his life, not mine. His power, not mine. His will, not mine. But this is what then brings us to that amazing passage in later in chapter 8. What does he say? For we know that all things work together for good. Now, some people get confused here. God is doing this to me. I am, again, I've done some field research for you. 99.87%, that's statistically uh, accurate, um, of the things that I have blamed on God in my life turned out to have been my own fault. Okay, we're other people, right? But God was like, I was not involved. Y'all did not tag me in. Y'all took it on yourself. You did your own thing. I was waiting to be tagged in. But what does he say? He says all things. You mean even the sins I've committed? What kind of a God is this? Who can even take sins and turn them to my good? Anybody have a testimony? Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. But... How can he use all things for good? When we surrender them to him. When we lay them at the foot of the cross, we lay down our narrative of what I think happened, of my disappointment, my failed expectations. I lay them at the foot of the cross and I say, not my will, but yours be done. I cannot hope in these things. They fail me over and over again. Can you hope in a person? Don't nudge. No. Is anybody worthy of our hope like this? No. No. Will they fail you? Yes. Even if they don't fail you, they'll fail your expectations. That may be wrong. No. My hope is in the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. It's the only safe place to live. The only safe place to live. But this comes back to the question Masha asked. She's like, how are we supposed to plan? I mean. (laughs) What did Jesus do? Jesus knew where he was going, right? He knew I'm going to the cross. The Monet painting in the distance. You know why it's a Monet painting in the distance? Because if we saw it in black and white, it'd scare the living tar out of us. No, it's too great, too amazing, and demands that we look more like God than we can even imagine to walk in what he's called us to walk to. So therefore, he leads us through a valley of process that transforms us to be ready to receive the thing he's promised. But that valley of process is one step at a time. Your word is a lamp unto my feet. You can't upgrade that to a spotlight or headlights. There's no upgrade package. Anybody seen one of those little dirty oil lamps? They give out horrible light. Like you're like bent over going, right? No, 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 no. How did Jesus do what he did? He said he only did what he saw the Father doing. Okay, what tense is saw, English people? 
Now, present tense, what he is seeing right now, what God is presently doing. He only did what he saw the Father doing. He did not... We will never see what he's doing as long as our expectations are blocking. Anybody here missed what God was doing? Because you're like, why? Yeah, you're supposed to be over here. And God's like, I'm over here. Anybody miss? I have so often missed the provision of God for my life. Love, joy, peace, hope, life, direction, because I was already decided where he had to be. There's this thing that happens when I sit there and I say, not my will, but yours be done, O God. My life is hidden with you. I don't have to protect my life. I don't have to figure it out. I know that your plans for me are good, plans to prosper and give me a future and a hope. So I will lay it down and I will follow you now in the present moment. God, what would you have me do? What are... Or better yet, where are you moving? Because I'll be over there with you. I'll be over there with you. Now, one of the things is, one of, this is, this is, okay, this is just me. Maybe this will help you. A mental construct to understand what's going on. But when we were planning the church, I, I um, talked, complained to the Lord. Because we didn't know who would be going with us to plant the church. And I complained to God. And um, I felt like this is what he said. He said, Peter, they haven't decided yet. Anybody want to know the future? And, and he said, but if you like, you can decide it for them by scaring them away. <laughs> the only way to guarantee an outcome is to choose a bad outcome. Control, manipulation, domination, intimidation. That's the only way to guarantee an outcome. But God, so often I'm asking God questions. He's like, this, it, they haven't decided yet. But he is not willing that any should perish. That's why he's slow. We're like, why are you so slow? He's like, I'm waiting on people to decide. I'm waiting on people to belly up to the bar. Listen, so who here? You have about five seconds of patience in a friendship or a relationship. You know, then you're cutting loose. What if 1 Corinthians 13 was true of you and me? That love always hopes, always trusts, always believes. What if we were not, I'm done, I'm out of here. Right? What if we actually stood and instead of listening to the negative narrative that the enemy is giving over our lives, our circumstances, our failed, the disappointments, all of that stuff, we sat there and said, God, what are you doing right now? What are you doing right now? Okay, I'm going to step in to this relationship. I'm going to step into this situation. I'm not going to, I'm not going to uh, do this thing. Who here, you tried to do something to save your life and it wouldn't work. And so you were stuck trusting in God. Anybody been there? Yes, God is good, but he's looking for us that we will sit there and say, not protect our lives, not hide, not, but we'll say, God, my hope is in you alone, maker of heaven and earth. You are my hope, not these things, not my expectations. You alone are my hope. 
So I think I've plowed a pretty deep furrow through all of our hearts. If we could have the worship team come. I want to say this is, there's not one of us who does not have a false altar to an expectation, to a hope other than God. We're all weak in this area. But I feel like God has put a finger on things that we have been hoping for. Outcomes, persons, relationships, things, whether or places of disappointment. He's put a finger on it and he is calling us today to dare to lay it at the foot of the cross. I really believe that this is the stone that is over the tomb of the heart of many of us. This stone of disappointment, this stone of despair, of expectations not realized. This stone is what's blocking the flow of life in our heart. This stone is why we're stuck. And I believe God will move us today if we will say, not my will, but yours be done. You, O Lord, are my only hope. Let's stand and we we worship. For more information, go to AriseLife.org or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram.